and welcome to the Armchair Analysts. My name is Rob, and this is my dad, Ed. Hi. Since the early 70s, I've been watching the NFL with my dad, and just as long, we've been coaching teams, announcing games, and analyzing all things NFL from the comfortable distance of fandom. And now we're bringing you into our discussions. So grab some snacks and the best seat in the house, and join us, the Armchair Analysts. What Super Bowl is this, 53? Yes, it is. Wow. So, Isn't that amazing? I remember the ones before it, before they ever merged the leagues when they used to have the AFC champ and the NFC champ, and, of course, all that hype built to the point where they finally gave in to the, you know, okay, we'll merge the two leagues. And that's when they went to the two-point conversion because the AFL had it and the NFL didn't. It was pretty cool. So the two-point conversion's been around that long? Yeah, well, yeah, that was one of the conditions in the merger. It was one of the things, yeah. Uh, two-point conversion, that came over from the uh, AFL. I didn't realize that, because the two-point conversion wasn't that popular until uh, they moved the extra point back to the... Well, not that many people use it that much, because that one point was usually like a extra point. It was almost sure, a sure point. And usually, uh, you know, the two point was a little riskier, and it was only like if you was all in line, you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's that was one of the things they brought uh, to the merger, and of course, the other thing they brought to the merger was uh, Rooney had to make the decision for uh, Pittsburgh to move from the NFL to the AFL or the AFC, actually, once they uh, decided to. Merge them. Yeah, the Steelers and the Colts and the Browns all went. Yeah, to the AFC. But, but Rooney had Rooney was the prime mover there. That was I remember way back then. Unfortunately, as a, well, I guess the alternatives aren't good either. I guess it is good. I remember all. That. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to forget them. I I could get up. I could uh, start every football season thinking it's the first one. You know. <laughs> the the first one that I remember, like I think I sort of barely vaguely remember uh, the Steelers and Vikings in Super Bowl nine. Yeah, it was the purple people eaters. Yeah, but Super Bowl ten is where I like, you know, have kind of a conscious memory of. Well, and, well, well, you, and of course you, thirteen you, and fourteen even better. If you remember the Steelers uh, Raiders, the very first one, how old were you? When they played the Raiders? No, no, no. I'm sorry. When they played the uh, Vikings. Uh, what year was that? Yeah. Well, just I don't. Yeah, I'm just trying to. I know. Place I was it. about four, maybe. Okay, I was just trying to place it because uh, you're. 47, right? Yep. Yeah, so you'd have been uh, you'd have been the young pup. Oh, yeah. It was way early. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember you used to beg to stay up and watch Monday Night Football. Mom wasn't going to put you to bed. And I'd say, well, maybe you can watch the first half. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um yeah, I remember picking the Steelers because I like their uniforms. I definitely remember that. And, of course, I 
did not realize at the time, but I'm sure I saw their uniforms more than anybody else's uniforms because they were the local team. Yeah. Yeah. Although, for a while, the Chargers were a close second. I liked the Chargers uniforms. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when they had... Air Coriel and Fouts and those guys—they were pretty much yeah, my second I, favorite. Team. I go back even before that because I mean uh, they had—you uh, uh, probably never heard of these guys—but John Hadel was a quarterback for uh, the uh, Chargers, and uh, he was—he uh, was pretty good. And then of course they had um, the Raiders had uh, Daryl Lamonica, and uh, he—they call him the Bomber, the Mad Bomber, and. Uh, he, he was their starting quarterback, and he'd always get them to the fourth quarter, and then we'd be behind, and they'd bring in that old man, George Blanda. He kicked their extra points, but he, he was a quarterback, also had been around several teams, and he, he was like the miracle man. He'd come in like 40, 41 years old and, and win the game. Yeah, <laughs> not with a kick. I'm talking with a quarterback, right? Which is which is crazy now because everybody's you know amazed that Brady is playing in his 40s and. Well, of course, Brady played every. Well, first they expanded the season from 12 games to 14 games to 16, so that's one. Of course, they cut back on exhibition games, but the modern coaches didn't play them guys that many exhibition games, anyways. But then Blanda didn't start in play every game he usually you know what I'm saying wasn't like being out there starting and finishing beginning then you know what I mean right but still you know you figure people conditioning and things like that I remember Sonny Jerson he was a quarterback for the Rams and he liked his beer and uh, like he always had a beer belly and I remember one of them, somebody said something to him about his beer belly and the shape he was in. He said, hey, he said, you don't throw with your stomach, you throw with your arm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he was a character. Yeah, that's hilarious. So here we are again with the Patriots. Oh, my goodness. This is what, their uh, 11th? Something like that. Yeah, I think they're 5-5. and Overall, yeah. well, if, if 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 no else good comes out of this, we don't. Well, we just don't want them to win. We don't want them to catch up with the Steelers. They'll give them our sixth Super Bowl. We have to. Right. We got our our heritage riding on the Rams. Yeah, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that or not. Um, I mean, at some point, we're going to say who we picked, and I might as well say now that. Um, I picked the Patriots to win this game. Are you doing one of them deals where you're picking the opposite of your heart so you're satisfied either way? Probably, yes. But also, I mean, picking the Patriots is not a bad pick. Uh, for one thing, the the Rams, to me, have kind of an asterisk um, because although it was a good game with New Orleans, you know, as much as we've talked about the refing this year and throughout the year we said, you know, and if you, you know, like when the Browns played the Raiders and the refs messed up the spot, uh, which essentially caused the Raiders to win that game. Um, this was one of those games, uh, you know, the Rams and the saints where the, 
it was a well, you know, it was an entertaining game. But had the refs done what the refs should have done, Saints would have won that game, and they'd be playing uh, the Patriots in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, but but then if we're gonna do that, then we got to say, you know, Saints uh, with the Browns and the Buccaneers were lucky they escaped both of them, and then two teams were both under five hundred. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I get yeah. that point. I'm just saying yeah. that the the Rams could have been beat in that game. Yeah. And well, I, I'm not arguing the point. I'm just saying that. And all the predictions and stuff that I've seen, usually most of them just got them three points apart one way or the other. For the Rams and the Patriots? Yeah. That's ones I've been seeing anyway. Well, Some I'm just favorite. saying it's it's not like the Patriots are a bad pick. Is is my point? It's not oh, like no, the Rams I, I are unbeatable. I, I definitely don't uh, disagree with you. As a matter of fact, Patriots probably when when the money comes down to the line, they're probably going to be the favorites. Is my guess. Well, I don't yeah. know if it's official or not, but the one I see is uh, New England minus two and a half. Well, that means they're favored by field goal, basically. I think that if there's anybody that's a counterpart that can rival Belichick's coaching status, it's McVeigh. Uh, I think that guy, you know, uh, has he can he can do the unexpected too. Right. And uh, uh, anyways, what do you think uh, he will do? I mean, what's the Rams' plan? Uh, what What's the Rams' plan? Well, I think they got tremendous versatility is the best thing they got going for them. They got three receivers that could be basically running backs uh, when when they either catch the ball or when they do in the rounds, and that's at uh, Cook, uh, uh, Woods, and uh, Reynolds. They're all three dangerous with the football before, you know, on a run or after a catch. Uh, and as far as running back goes, we know they got Gurley and uh, uh, Anderson are uh, is performing at a very high level. Gurley has the potential, which he's shown, even though he didn't play all the time uh, lately this year. He's he, he comes in and and adds a, a a punch, and I think you'll probably see a little more out of Gurley this game maybe than we have in the past too. So if you look, I think they're going to be well balanced. I think they're going to a balanced attack. With uh, they're not going to depend on the run or the pass. I think whatever's open to them is what they're going to they're going to go to wherever uh, you know that they think that uh, they look vulnerable. I look for them to uh, have at least one. I don't know what they call it trick play or something though. The, the, you know, sort of in keeping with fake the policy, kind of. Huh? Fake punt. Well, something. It depends on that. I mean, you're not going to let a game get away from you on something like that. But no, yeah, but they it, do that a lot. I mean, the punter, Hecker, or whatever, he's thrown quite a few passes this year. That's I know, I, and that's the other thing. I like him throwing the ball. Yeah, there's no question. But uh, um, anyways, I just think a well-balanced attack. Uh, an unsuspected play here and there and go to where they think uh, the, the weak spots are. Now, on defense, they got me a little bit concerned with the, the defensive secondary that one starters out. And uh, 
that other guy that he picked on him. Brady's a, a genius at picking people apart. But uh, anyways, that's my 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 prognosis. Balanced attack. Take what's available. Run, pass, whatever. Well, I think for the Rams, to me, on offense, they're going to score their share of points. They're just going to be themselves on offense. They're going to do what they do. Uh, you know, they'll get somewhere. It's not going to be easy, I don't think. I don't think it's going to be like the Chiefs when they put up 54 points. It'll probably be more like the Saints game when they got to 26 points. Um but they'll get their share of opportunities on offense if they just be themselves. Defense, I think, is the key for the Rams. If they're going to win this game, if they're going to have a chance. You know, they got Wade Phillips, who's a very good defensive coordinator. They got Aaron Donald, uh, some other big-name guys. They're going to have to, like, to me, yeah. it's it's going to be their defensive front, their front four or three, yeah, or however I, they're playing. If, and I and I overlooked that when we were going through. I was thinking mostly offense, but you're right with that. The, the Donald or whatever his name is, uh, Aaron. Donald, yeah, Aaron Donald. Yep. And that Sue Sue can have a big game if he puts his mind to it. I mean, yeah, they've got a they've got to disrupt. Um, the New England line of scrimmage, the offensive line there, to be able to, you know, stop the runs, like get the runners in the backfield before they start breaking away and have them for no gain wow. and minus one yard. And they got to force Brady to be uncomfortable in the pocket. I think they have that ability to keep him uncomfortable in the pocket, maybe more so than any team that that they've played this year, but that's where I see Brady utilizing Edelman. I'm just saying, if they start putting the heat on Brady, which I think they're going to more than they, he, they've seen it, and more than he's seen it this year, he's going to be uh, looking for Edelman a lot. But anyways, go ahead. No, I'm agreeing with you. Uh, I mean, that's what the Giants did in the two Super Bowls that they won over the Patriots when they had Eli Manning. Wasn't yeah. so much Eli. I mean, that helped. You know, great catch by David Tyree and all that. Let him win. But what really saved the Giants both times uh, was their defense and shutting down the New England offense. I mean, yeah, in both I those agree. games, New England scored. 14 and 1 and 17 in the other, which is uncharacteristically low of a team that puts up 35, 40 points a game easy, usually. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't have any uh, disagreements there. But even, uh, I, I do think that Brady's going to get sacked more than usual. I hope so. But, but with that, I look for them the, the old roughing the passer or a hit to the head or the pull that bullet out and negate some of that but well and now so now we come to the unspoken or what's usually unspoken part of the you know analysis we talk about what new england's plan is or what the rams plan is but a huge factor in all these games that we've talked about and we started out talking about this tonight is the refs i mean you know you put a you put a close game in there it's you know 24 to 21 in the fourth quarter and you have a bad call, you could flip the whole game. Yeah, and and I would bet anything though that it's going to be under a lot more scrutiny. I bet Godell was on them guys. 
because you know the credibility of the game with the you know some of the calls this year. I know Boomer Sice and he was having a fit about the roughing that's going on this year, particularly in the playoffs. And uh, you know, those I think those I don't know if those I think those refs come under a lot of fire. Maybe even the point they're not going to get to call as many games. I can't remember what I read somewhere. But uh, I look for it to be, if they're going to have a bad one, uh, it's going to, you know, uh, controversial, and it's going to be scrutinized pretty good. And I think I'm rushing know that for sure. I, I would certainly not be surprised. In fact, I'm almost willing to predict that there will be a significant controversial call and what I hope happens is that they end up having a meeting where they discuss expanding, you know, replay or expanding the ability to review. You know how, like, some plays are unreviewable right, or right, whatever. Right. I think they need to get rid of that. They need to call the game the way it happens, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I agree, and and and, and taking that to the uh, to the next step. Since we're even with what I said, I still look if it's a really close game. I'm still predicting, like in the last two minutes, there'll be some type of a penalty that'll keep a New England driver alive. I still think that'll happen if it's a close game. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but if it's not a close game, it becomes moot. But uh, oh, you're saying like a roughing the passer when Brady's barely touched. But on the other hand, like if they're like that one against the Saints and the Rams, uh, that wasn't too iffy. <laughs> no, well, there was two of them, and that's why I really feel like the Rams kind of got an asterisk on that win because there was two separate times, two very significant drives that were both ended prematurely by the Saints on a clear I mean the the one scenario was more remembered it was the one at the end of the game it was clearly pass interference he wasn't even looking back for the ball he just plowed the receiver over um, that was the end I think it was toward the end of the the game and yeah, the Saints could have yeah. kicked a field goal and won um, but there was another one earlier. It was still in the fourth quarter, though. Um, but it was like a couple drives earlier. And it was a similar where it was clearly defensive holding or something along those lines, blatant and, you know, unquestionable. But it just wasn't called. Yeah, well, the uh, Saints got amnesia on some of that stuff. I mean, like even with Pittsburgh and Hayden and stuff like that, they – they're having fit now. Having taken a little reverse psychology, we know Rams are good, and you know maybe in the next couple, three years, we'll even move beyond good to be a dynasty. I don't know, but they could take a little reverse psychology and, and work this. If I'm their coach and some of their players are, you know, saying, you know, there are people are saying we shouldn't even be here. The Saints, are, you know, that we're, you know, not. You know, the the real team that should be in the Super Bowl. Right. They they can say, you know, well, let's go out there and prove that we should be here. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm thinking if I'm if I'm working with these guys, I'm gonna 
each one of them individuals, I want them to, you know, not that you have to pump people up for the Super Bowl, but even just to kick out, kick it up a notch. It's like, you know, people are saying we shouldn't be here. Uh, you know, let's let's give it the 110 percent toddler game. You know, I mean, so it'd be interesting. I, I think they could use that little reverse psychology there and pump pump the Rams up some. Right. So for the for the Rams, I mentioned you know about winning the battle at the line of scrimmage or whatever is going to be real important. And yeah, you're right. like you were saying, you they're going to be pumped up and all that stuff to prove that they belong. And so if I'm Belichick, I'm going to say these guys are going to come out fast and excited. They're going to want to win the uh, line of scrimmage battle. They're going to be very, uh, what's the right word? Invasive. Motivated. Well, yeah, but invasive is the word that's coming, but that's not what I mean. But they're going to, you know, they're going to try to stop us in the backfield, basically. They're going to be playing very north and south and not laterally. And so right. if I'm Belichick, I'm planning right out the gate. I'm going to misdirection all over the place. I'm going to fake one way and go the other, like for the first 10 plays to where they second-guess themselves that they have to play it safe and can't just, you know, bull rush me forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that sounds like a, um, a good um, prognosis to me. I mean, that, that makes sense. Well, opposite uh, of last game, and that's what's the brilliance of, of Belichick, which I, you know, don't like him or the Patriots, and I'm tired of them being around. But um, he's the kind of guy that can do exactly that like just because you know last game at the Chiefs they ran you know straight up running plays run it down your throat over and over and over Um, this time they're not going to do that I don't think they're going to do you know misdirection basically use your aggressiveness against you yeah 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 I I agree I I don't think that makes good sense because he's and, and since you're along those lines, uh, um, I also look for, which I forgot to mention, too, when we were talking about, they're experts at getting you caught with 12 men on the field. Yeah. Uh, nobody, no team does it like either. So I look for them to throw, throw some of that in there and throw some no-huddle offense in there. And he's going to pull out all the stops. It does have the potential to be a very good game because if, yeah. if both of those plans succeed a little bit, you know, if both teams have some success with their plans, it'll, it'll probably come down to a, a ref, <laughs> you know, a, yeah. a call on the field, good or bad, you know, deciding the game. All right, so give me a score. What do you think? Oh, uh, Final well, score: I'm, I'm, Super Bowl Fifty Three. Now you 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 picked the Patriots, but you didn't give me a score on it, right? No, I haven't given a score. Oh, yet, that's all right. I, but I don't. I, I'm going to give my score first. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Rams 32-28, which is sort of crazy because that doesn't allow for much in the way of field goals for Gostkowski, who's you're looking four sevens or twenty eight, but you can get there other ways. 
Well, that's exactly what I was debating because I'm thinking with Zerline and Gotzkowski, there's going to be some field goals in this game, I think. However, I think, I think so too, but like I said, there's other ways. I mean, if they go at some point, a two-point conversion. Exactly. Or, so now with the two-point conversions and or missing two-point conversions, yeah, you get all kinds of weird scores or you get, you know, like pedestrian scores like a 28 but you didn't get there that way because you right. got a touchdown, right. an extra point, touchdown, extra point, a field goal, a field goal, and then a touchdown and a two-point conversion. You know, yeah, yeah, that's like what that. I was. I was factoring all that in, right? When I went, so I know that's a non probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But I'm gonna say thirty-two twenty-eight. Yeah. So, but all that said, I'm thinking. Something like thirty-six to thirty-five, New England. Yeah, I'm surprised you're giving the Saints that many or the Rams that many points, uh, letting them, you know, get over thirty. Or, you know, I mean, the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I know they're good. They, they turn out a good offense, but uh, uh, that's just a little higher than I thought you'd come in at. But no, no big deal. I mean, that's why they play the game. Well, what's the score again? You said. I said thirty six to thirty five. Okay, that's cool. Um, which would probably entail, you know, something like it's thirty five to twenty nine, with you know a minute and eight seconds left, and the the Patriots make a stop to get the ball back. You know, right? And then, well, it's you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think the, the they certainly have the capability to score that many points. That's why I got them up for a thirty-two. I was just thinking that you might keep them in the high twenties. That's all. No, I was I was debating. It, I might even go thirty-six, thirty-three. I don't know how that scenario. No, I ain't trying to influence your uh, pick or your score. You come up with what number works for you. No, I'm just thinking that the New England covers the spread that way. Yeah, yeah, them dirty by half a point. That sounds like something they do. Yeah, that see that makes more (laughs) pessimistic sense to me. I'm going to amend and say 36 to 33, and that leaves the Patriots covering the spread. Also, it leaves room for the officials to be more actively involved. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we horrible pessimists, a game that we love? <laughs> yeah. We, we okay. should be the armchair pessimists instead of the armchair analysts. There you go. There you go. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Armchair Analysts. We'll be back next week with more analysis, commentary, and predictions. 